What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for being with us today. This is the Deviants Welcome Podcast, brought to you by Volatile Patience. I'm John, and with me, as always, my co-host, Cell. Say hi to the people, Cell. Hi to people. Fantastic. format a completely different format for us we're not in the same room i am currently under covid quarantine for another couple days it has not been fun um but we are not in the same room so i apologize for the less than usual audio that you get we're gonna we're gonna do our best with this and 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 see how it all comes out in the mix what's it like being in the in the room without me cell um it's weird. Empty and lonely. Uh, yes, I'm so alone. <laughs> I'm scared. He broods every other time, but the one time I'm, I tee him up for brooding. I'm scared. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's what we call crossing the line. Um, so today we're coming to you with a hot topic. Surprise, surprise. Um, we want to talk about gun control because... There's a lot of mass shootings again, um, whether they're just being publicized more or there are more. There are more in the limelight now. We're hearing about them. What have we had, like four or five, oh I think, in the last couple weeks? Yeah, it's been ridiculous. Like, I mean, you're talking Atlanta, Boulder, um, the one that just happened in Indianapolis. Honestly, I can't even FedEx. keep up. Like it's, I can't even keep up. There were so many of them within the past week that it's just been impossible for me to, you know, uh, really keep track of what is being talked about where. Right. It's it's incredible. I don't know. I mean, what what do you think, Sal? You think there's just more publicizing going on because this is what the new administration wants to hang its hat on um so we're going to hear more about that to build support no what i what i really think well okay we're, we're in terms of the media reaction to it there is probably some more publicizing of it than normal um i do think that there's probably more activities than normal because once again we are um looking at some uh political actions, some anti-police actions, some pro-black lives actions happening. You know, it's starting to get warm out, so people are starting to protest again. Yep. Uh, which means also that the... Uh, well, and <laughs> and also, you know, the police are shooting more black people. Sure, right. So, oh, absolutely. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not <laughs> so I'm, that's cool. I'm not doing... I'm not saying this in terms <sighs> of, like, a these are protests that are unwarranted. They're absolutely warranted protests. Um, but now the weather is cooperating. But now the weather is cooperating, <laughs> so people are actually going to be outside doing them, right? Um, which, by the same token, since you now have uh, ethnic minorities hitting the streets trying to fight for equality, the people who don't want ethnic minorities to have equality are also out in the streets causing some chaos. And likely carrying automatic rifles for show. I, or, or whatever. <laughs> I haven't sure. seen it. I haven't seen right. it. That's totally a stereotype, and right. it's a totally unfair stereotype. Right. There's there's, there's just been so much going on that like trying to keep up with what is actually happening where has just been 
a task beyond what I have time for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overwhelming, to yes. say the least. So let's start with this quote from our new president that is driving the right insane. Do you know which quote I'm talking about? Nope. No amendment is absolute. Okay. Yep. No amendment is absolute. Well, I mean, we're we're talking, and 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 this is of course in response to the Second Amendment. Sure. Um, you know, my my rights shall not be infringed upon. Right. You can't. You can't do this thing. Well, amendments are absolutely <sighs> okay. You know, are are absolute. Okay. Hang on. You is the argument. Okay. This is the argument. Sure. sure. This is okay. I mean, I feel like amendments get amended all the damn time. I, um, maybe not all the damn time, <laughs> but there's precedent. All right. So first, we got to be talking about amendments with regard to regular le- regular ass legislation versus amendments to the Constitution, right? Because mm-hmm. those are two different animals, right? Mm-hmm. W- vastly different scales of of what we're talking about here, right? Amendments right. to a regular ass bill are absolutely not absolute. They're within the purview of that bill. Amendments to the Constitution, also not absolute, because even within the logic of, like, liberal constitutionality or whatever, you know, uh, democratic republics, uh, some of these some of these amendments contradict each other. There are points of tension between some of them sometimes. And the whole reason that a Supreme Court was set up was to determine which one gets precedence in those kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. So in that's in, in, in just on, on those grounds alone, within the logic of the system itself, they are not absolute and ever and never have been. Well, and, and yeah, so they never have been. You also Biden's have to not take wrong any- on that one. Right, and you also have to to take into consideration like these these amendments were written in what seventeen seventy six or something like that. Uh, well, right? the seventeen hundreds, the the first ten, sure. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And and this one is included in the first ten. Sure, no, sure, sure. Right. So this amendment was written in seventeen seventy six. That's a long or some shit like that. Se- I don't yeah, the late seventeen hundreds. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a long time ago. A lot of things have happened. Between now and then, and we are not living in a society like like they did in the late 1700s. So evolution is kind of expected, you know? Sure. At least it should be. It should be. I, <laughs> I the, mean, the vast majority of countries out there have, like, updated their constitutions within the past 50 to 100 years. And <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the right doesn't really care about any other sort of amendment to amendments. It's just this particular one that is that is one of the more uproarious thing uproarious topics that I'm hearing coming out of them is oh it's a disrespect to the constitution because we're amending amendments now and I'm like yeah. <laughs> but but why well, is that disrespect? That's that's evolution. That's I mean, it's part of the job. I mean, not necessarily that I agree <laughs> with everything they're talking about and we're going to get into that. Yeah. But but I feel like in terms of just a general thing, this argument of, you know, amendments are absolute. It's like, no, you don't mean amendments. You mean the Second Amendment, the one that you're arguing about right now. 
because if we were talking about a different amendment, you might not have a problem with it. Right. So you see what I'm saying? Uh, well, shit. If we were talking about the same amendment, just not evenly applied, they wouldn't have a problem with it. Or at least if we were going to be looking at it historically within uh, within the context of how things have gone in the past, they wouldn't have a problem with it. Right. It's just there's there's a lot of a lot uh, and there's always the back and forth. But I feel like this is another one of those things that just the actual issues are getting lost in in the shell game. You know, and it's just it's it's a matter of it doesn't matter who's actually right or wrong. It's it's the team. I'm sports. defending my side until death. Right. It's the team. Right. Sports. And I'm going to do whatever I need to until the point where I tell you to educate yourself because I don't have time. Wish you a good night and then get off Facebook. Um, <laughs> man. And then start the argument again in the morning. Right, or or in or in another uh, another thread right away. Right, you know, with somebody else right. that maybe isn't asking the wrong questions for you. Um, let's let's talk about the current legislation that's that I think the House just passed. Okay, we're talking about uh, it, we're, we're talking about let's see, what is it? Background checks, uh, increasing or extending background checks for like internet sales. And at gun shows and stuff like that. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, I don't have a problem with that. I don't see. I don't see why that's a problem. Perhaps you can give me a, a thing there. But I feel like we're just, you know, making sure that we have registered firearms on the street and not. I mean. You know, not not ones that aren't traceable because it's it's far easier to commit. A, or it's, it's less worrisome, I guess, to commit a crime with an unregistered pistol than it would be with a registered one, right? Sure. I, I think the big thing on this one is that this is a, a, a Band-Aid on a scratch when you have a broken arm mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, the vast majority of the people who are, like, committing these mass shootings, at least the, the AR-15 ones, have no criminal record. They got their weapons legally, or they stole them from somebody who got them legally. Right. You know, this wasn't this isn't something where it's doing really much of anything to curtail the problem at least in the way that they frame it. True. But I mean at at um assuming it does what it is intended to do. Does that seem like an unreasonable thing? I mean, yes, it's it's more like a, a for show type yeah, of build than anything else show. because you're right. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really do anything, but at the same time if it did what it was intended to do, is is background checks really such a bad thing? I mean... I feel like they're not. I sat for my background check. It wasn't a big deal. Eh. I sat there and looked around the store. I, you know, I, I kind of look at this as it's, it's a new iteration of gun control legislation being what it has historically been. And it's just, and it's just obfuscating what it has always been, right? The first gun control laws were... Basically to keep slaves from being armed or to Correct. keep black people who are now free people after the Civil War from being able to be armed. Like, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but the KKK was a gun control organization, no? Uh, I, I, Pretty sure I that's how they got their start. I don't recall if that was a specific thing. I do recall that um, one of the rulings as to whether or not black people who were now free men in, you know— uh, 
post-slavery America could whether or not they could be armed. The Supreme Court ruling was black people aren't allowed to be in militias, so they're not allowed to be armed. Right. <laughs> Which, <Gee. laughs> why, why do you think that is, so? Let me, let me softball that in there for you. Why do you think that, that the white man was able to have guns, but it was illegal for black men to have guns? Why do you think that is? Uh, racism. Oh. <laughs> white Look at supremacy. That. Out of the park it goes. Out of the park it goes. Yep, <sighs> that one's nice and easy. And then, and yep. then, you know, in in modern times, the the first gun control legislation was coming from Ronald Reagan as the governor of California, right? Uh, which was very directly an effort to de-arm the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. So, the 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 history of gun control has predominantly been keeping black people from being able to be armed. And I feel yep. like background checks, given the school-to-prison pipeline in urban and poor communities, it's just basically code for, we're just trying to keep the ha- the guns out of the hands of black people still. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. And honestly, that's uh, I'm glad I asked that question and you brought that up because that was an angle that I wasn't thinking of. It didn't seem like a big deal to me. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there shouldn't be like if if you have a black man or woman in a firearm shop and they're getting their background checked, you know, if they're if they're above board, there's no issue with them getting a firearm. No, I mean, in in theory, right? In theory, there shouldn't right. be an issue, but right. um, I don't know. It's it's I I I've never actually gone and purchased a weapon, but scuttlebutt that I hear is that uh. Usually, these places where weapons can be purchased are usually run by right-wing people. Usually. And some of them are not abashed at all about seeing a darker skin color person come in and say that they don't want to sell to them. Right. So, uh. you know, like, that's that's another aspect of this that, okay, background checks, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, uh, the the fact that the right wing is the ones making a fuss up about this is weird because, like, honestly, in terms of what it seems like, it's actually trying attempting to target. It it it's just it should be an it should be a no brainer for them. It seems like they're kind of, of shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they're just making like they should just be accepting this. No, I mean, not, like, not, saying, not saying that they should just be accepting it, but that it's not out of line with what their priorities tend to be historically. Right. Right. Um, the other one is 10 business days for a federal background check. That's that's crazy. When I went and bought my first firearm, uh, like I said, I stood in the store. I think it took maybe a half an hour at most. And, you know, I walked in. I, si- I did all the paperwork and everything, and then I walked around the store. I mean, and I picked up some cleaning supplies and stuff like that. And by the time I was ready to go, my background check was done. My firearm was packed up and out I went. Honestly, this one is the one that I'm really the least concerned about on this whole thing, because the vast majority of people who are dying from gunshot wounds are self-inflicted. The vast majority, whatever the hype is about um, mass shootings and everything else You've got like a two to one ratio of people who are uh, 
murdered versus people who have committed suicide. Yeah. Right? The vast majority of these people are people who are doing this harm to themselves. And in a situation where we have like COVID isolation and economic frustration on the verge of becoming disaster just around the corner, um, having a cool down period so that a person who might be having some suicidal thoughts can't just go to the store, grab a gun and then blow their brains out that afternoon. I'm kind of yeah. okay with that one being on, on board. That's an interesting thought, but I guess the, I mean, I, I don't know. The counter would be that the other person doesn't want to wait to go hunting or something like that. I mean, uh, poor planning uh, on your part. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can still go to Walmart and grab a fucking bolt action hunting rifle off the shelf and walk home with it that day. I'm not sure if you can or not. <laughs> well, I would. That used so, to be how again, it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel I'm like a gun I feel owner. Like... I've, I've actually never gone hunting. I don't know. I feel so, like if you're going hunting, you have a gun already. You got a gun that you can do this with. Well, unless, of course, your buddy's like, hey, let's go hunting. Buy a gun. <laughs> Today. Oh. <laughs> we leave at 6 tomorrow morning. <laughs> like, um, But anyway, now we're let's get into what he uh, what what Biden wants. Well, publicly. Sure. Wants to, you know, the, the script says. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. wants to <laughs> the prompter. Yeah. That he's reading says we want to get rid of ghost guns. Can you do it in Biden voice? Do you, can you do a Biden voice? Um, <laughs> well, uh, we want to we want to get ready. We, we want to get rid of the ghost guns. I don't know. <laughs> that actually, it was not terrible. It probably better than I want to. I would have ripped off. That is not one I try to emulate, but I will work on that. Um, but anyway, what Biden's teleprompter says is that we want to get rid of ghost guns. What the fuck are ghost guns? Ghost guns are um, when you can you can actually buy firearms in pieces. Oh. Um, and assemble them yourself. Oh. And they and because of that, they come without serial numbers. Sure. So it's 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 a gun that isn't traceable. Um, because those are what people are using. In some cases, I mean, in some cases, but like again, but it, it's, yeah, it's, we we've, we've established it's yeah. for show. Okay. Uh, silencers, which is an interesting one for me. Right, because uh, that's definitely uh, something that's happening is these guys are showing up with suppressors at every it, mass yeah. shooting. That's definitely a it, thing that's like going yep. down. Right, and then uh, the big one is assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Assault weapons being basically anything that looks scary sure. to the uneducated. It's, it's totally aesthetic. It's really what it is. If I'm not mistaken, the AR-15, the one that everybody is super afraid of, uh -huh. shoots a smaller caliber bullet, a smaller caliber bullet than my handgun. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it's a 22. It, I am pretty sure. I am not a hundred percent sure, but um, I think they can, I believe it's versatile. I think, yeah, I think they can like I, I think they can even shoot a 5.56. Five, okay. So, but I mean, and and even still, like it could be a 22. And I think you it's, know, I think it's two, two, three. Is the other round the point is, is it point two okay two three yeah okay well you might know better than I have <laughs> I unfortunately have never fired a rifle it's one thing I'd like to do it looks fun um, it is but um and and then high capacity magazines we're talking about oh you don't need 30, 30 rounds in a magazine I don't need it I thought we are but I, th I want I thought it. they already banned high capacity magazines. I thought that was a thing that had already happened. Did that did, was that on a timetable and it expired or something? I'm not sure. Um, 
I have actually I just I just read that that was kind of the thing that they're targeting now. They're talking about wanting to do it and drafting legislation and stuff like that. But as far as I heard, they hadn't gone through it. Okay. But even still, like you're talking, oh well, what the common argument is that you can kill more people faster uh-huh. with a high capacity magazine. Uh-huh. Have you seen? John Wick, reload a handgun. <laughs> right. I'm if, just saying. If like, you train like, hard enough. <laughs> this is one of those things where a Hollywood actor, and, and granted a gun enthusiast, right? <laughs> but but a Hollywood actor, he, he did all that stuff. Yeah. He's, I, the whole time that he's unloading and reloading and racking and just all that stuff, he's doing all yeah, that. Yeah, I, like, I feel like uh, Keanu Reeves, it can be done. After, after doing all of the training that he did for The Matrix, was just like, fuck it, I'm going to Jackie Chan this shit and do everything myself. Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, the rate at which he's doing that, I mean, you really don't need to th- – it kind of gets rid of the high-capacity magazine being the only reason you can kill somebody quickly. Sure. And like, the- if you want to do it bad enough, it can absolutely Yeah, there's, there's absolutely some studio magic involved on that, but – <laughs> yeah, but uh, a va- I read that a vast majority of the loading, reloading, and all of the tactical movements that he's making uh-huh. are are actually him doing it, and there's really not a whole lot of, nice. of magic going on. He actually went through a lot of of training courses. I love that series. And stuff like that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was great. I was late to the party, but man, when I got to the party, I blew through it. Oh, now I've got all three on Blu-ray. But anyway, yeah, it's great. I don't know. These are – it just seems so stupid to me that we're bothering with this at all. And and you've got both sides that are making their their arguments. you got the <laughs> – my favorite from the right is the uh, – the, it's meant for me to rise up against my Tyrannosaurus government. <laughs> like, what? You're – okay. First of all, the word is tyranny. But <laughs> you're <laughs> – That's a straw man, John. Come on. Let's be You're, let's be a okay. fair. Uh, 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 uh. Oh no no I'm getting to I'm getting to the other side. Believe me I'm getting to the other side because the the other side is the one I have more of an issue with on this particular. I mean, aspect. But if you say so, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, we're talking about these guys. One of their best arguments is, oh, the Second Amendment is meant for me to rise up against a tyrannical argument or a, a tyrannical government. Right. What have you been doing? What at what point do we consider this stuff like the beginnings of at, tyranny, at, or are you just waiting for it to be full out tyranny before you do something? At what point is the increasingly militarized police right. state that we're living in actually tyranny, and you actually rise up against it instead of being an apologist for it? Right, like because that's the big what, thing uh, is all these yeah. people are talking about. Uh, I need my I need my guns to rise up against tyranny. Are the ones who are supporting the cops? Fuck you. That's exactly Fuck what that is. You exactly what it is. So like the tyranny is happening because it happens to follow your archaic belief system. We're not going to rise up against it. No, that argument's invalid. Go fuck yourself. And and then you have the left that's like, it's to the point where I can't even bring up gun control to someone at all. The other day I saw a post of um i forgot what that painting is uh the painting where the angel and the human are like touching fingers do you know which one i'm talking about uh are you talking about michael it might be michael or the or the 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 top of the sistine chapel or whatever with fucking michelangelo i think so and yeah the the creation of adam or whatever i think that's it 
but it, it shows like a recreation of that and and one of them has like a very small penis depicted in the picture <laughs> and the the meme says is this why you feel the need to have an ar-15 like so i brought it up to her because you know it's, it's it's funny meme. you know i can't i can't scoff at it too hard because it made me chuckle but um you know i asked her i'm like do you really think guns are the issue here uh, just a, a reasonable question starting a discussion i'm not attacking you uh-huh uh, do you think guns are the issue here and i immediately get we're not coming for your guns like <laughs> i asked you a very specific question and it was not are you coming for my guns <laughs> right like, why can't we talk about this why why does it have to be such a hot button thing and i feel like the shell game is just on the other foot now because there's not really a valid argument I can see for blaming an inanimate object. And that's my issue with most of the left arguments that, or well, the America version of left <laughs> yeah. arguments, right? The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the American political quote unquote left. Right. So, but that's my big issue is you're constantly blaming uh, an inanimate object. You're, you're saying the AR-15 is the problem. Really? When was the last time an AR-15 fired itself? Point blank, period. You at, at some point, we have to start looking into the shooters. Why they're doing this thing. Why they feel the need to. Because, I don't know, maybe if we targeted racism, maybe we'd have less race-related crime. Like um, Indianapolis. Um, like Atlanta. Why are we bothering to blame the thing, the object, Well, as opposed to the person? The object does not make choices for itself. It doesn't. So right. your argument is at best wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can't give you any more than that. It's completely and totally just baseless. You're, you are blaming something that does not make the choice for itself. So why are we attacking that as opposed to what I think is the biggest catalyst for this gun violence, mental illness. We're talking about, you brought it up earlier, you know, more. Uh, uh, and one of the common gun control arguments is that more gun ownership leads to more gun suicides. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But you know what else leads to more suicides? Poor mental health, health care system. Right. Right? right. If we can't get to the root of why these people are suicidal, right. it doesn't matter if you give them a gun or not. They can kill themselves regardless. Right. If you so were maybe to... let's look into that. <laughs> right. If you if you were to get us a good mental health system in this country, one that doesn't like decide people are okay and shove them out of the institution and then the next day they kill themselves. Right. Uh, which has happened numerous times here within the past few years. Mm hmm. Absolutely. In, in this state. <laughs> mm -hmm. in, in places that I know by name. And then those people have killed themselves or somebody else within days of their release. Right. We were talking um, on the most important episode we've done so far. We were talking with RT about uh, someone he had known who had never taken a pill in his life, wouldn't take ibuprofen for a headache, and then broke his back on the job. Doctor gave him Vicodin, and then one day just took him off of it. Mm -hmm. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. After months of being on an opiate. Right. Like, that's okay. Right. And 
and what do you expect that's this not even man mental to health. do? That's regular ass health. This is right, like but this is somebody ended who, up. this is somebody who should know better as a physician that addiction happens. And <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what he did. He created an addict out of someone who wouldn't take an ibuprofen for a headache. Right. And he had the hardest time dealing with it because he couldn't find mental health care because mental health care is not the same as physical health care. You know, we, we need to get you better so physically so we can get you back to work, but we don't really care if your brain works. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, you know, that's where the, the important part lies. And I feel or like a vast one majority, of one yeah. of the important parts, but I feel like a vast majority of this issue is rooted around mental illness. I feel like almost every shooting that I've heard of, you could relate back to it. Well, okay. You've got these ones where schools, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, what I was going to say is is one of the things that we need to be very aware of is that the uh, uh the Amer- the center, the American Democratic Party, the the quote-unquote left in America, right? Center. Almost universally conflates suicides with homicides in gun deaths and always portray it as a homicide. Like, they always spin it as though it's intentional murder, even though they're using numbers that include suicides and homicides. Of course. So well, just the narrative. Right, exactly. So just that's just one thing if you want to talk about, because they always, they always talk about it as gun-related deaths is the, is the term that they use right. to, to, to make that conflation. Ooh, look at the spin. <laughs> Ooh, right. But clickbait. But if you were to actually talk about, like as you were saying, with mental health, if we were to actually get a robust mental health care system in this situation, the gun related deaths that they're using as their as their number for how out of control this situation is gets dropped by like two thirds. It would plummet. It would plummet. We would be down to one third of of deaths by gun. Absolutely. Right from that alone. From just that alone. Um, And then also might end up taking a chunk out of the homicide deaths as well. Well, yeah, because (laughs) you're talking about a lot of these, you know, a lot of the school shootings I had heard about were were like the ones where uh, kids were showing up to schools um, and shooting other students largely revolved around bullying. Kid was getting bullied at school, didn't have any friends, was getting treated like crap, faculty wasn't doing anything, parents at home were garbage, or, you know, didn't didn't teach them how to deal with bullies and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, if we had a decent mental health system, this probably doesn't happen. This poor child gets the help they need to move on with a happy life, you know, and, and, and be able to, like, get over this step because everybody deals with bullying but a lot of kids deal with it a lot more sure and they're not getting the help they need because we don't we don't treat you know trauma of the mind the same way we treat trauma of the body and it's stupid well <laughs> it's hardly at all <laughs> we hardly y- at all your your best your best treatments for traumas of the mind are going to people who are coming back from overseas you know, after engaging in, in one of the wars slash police actions, and even they aren't getting enough where there's something nope. like eight soldiers or veterans coming back and killing themselves a day or something like that. 
killing it was themselves like every it day. was like some obnoxiously high number that was happening on that one and it was re- like mind-boggling honestly yeah well i mean they're they're getting sent off and and likely since they were raised in our country if they're men they're raised to not feel at all they're raised to get you know fall down get back up and and keep doing the thing and then they go to war right and that is nothing if not amplified i i can't imagine a field general is telling or you know of whatever rank right a field officer a field officer right (laughs) is is telling their soldiers it's okay to feel this right right because that doesn't make you an effective killing machine right so they're getting the same upbringing double and then they come back and they're messed up yeah they're messed they've seen things they've done things they've lost people right and they don't know how to feel that they don't know how to process they can't get back up from that because that's too heavy right and we don't have a system that takes care of that in any way, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like, there's there are help. There are people out there, but it's not federally backed. There's, Insurance companies don't give a shit. Yeah, there's just there's just not enough mental health resources available, period. At all. Period. At They're all. They're just not available. They're just not there. Because, <sighs> because the vast majority of our mental health system is throw a pill in your mouth and call it good. Right. We talked about that uh, on the most important episode. Now I'm going to keep referencing that yes, one. Yes, because it's we the talked most important about how, episode so far. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we talked about how doctors, they don't get paid by the insurance companies until they have a diagnosis. And you don't get a diagnosis when you're going through actual therapy. Sure, if you go see a psychiatrist, they're going to give you a pill, uh-huh. take their money and run. Not uh-huh. to say that all psychiatrists are bad. No, but there's but, only so much. Th- but like the system incentivizes them to give a diagnosis as fast as possible, which right. means that they're throwing out a diagnosis that may not be accurate because they're doing it off of a you know half hour hour long session assessment. Yep. Because I'm sorry, in order I have to get, to get paid, paid for that. They have to make some kind of a diagnosis, whether it's good or not. Yay, capitalism! But yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, this stuff is all overlooked, and I feel like we spend so much time. Not even we, the, the the U.S. left. I'll continue to <laughs> label them as. Can we just the call center. them the center? Yeah, there's sure, they're, they're, sure. We'll go with that. The, the center, the left edge of the to... right wing. <laughs> All right, the left edge. So the left edge, they they kind of they they commonly make the argument. Oh, the AR-15, the high capacity magazine. No, the mental health system that is failing these people. You know, the just the overwhelming lack of treating people like individual people. We are not numbers. We're not statistics. These people have reasons, you know, some of them good, some of them bad. I mean, this this guy we talked about in Atlanta with the the massage parlor shootings Uh and stuff like that. We're talking about, oh, you know, it's 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 all Asian people. I'm not sure if it's been labeled a hate crime yet, but I can't imagine how you kill what eight people seven of them are asian and you it's not a hate crime oh you know he was a white guy anyway but that comes from somewhere right that is an upbringing thing right that is in in a sense a trauma because that is a it's it's a behavior that teaches you to hate somebody else irrationally right there's there's no valid reason for the color of somebody's skin does not make them who they are but these kids at a young age 
are are learning this right or or some of them at an older age some of right. the outcasts that are getting picked up at you know black metal shows uh-huh. are learning that you can hate somebody because of the color of their skin and they meet people that have rationalized this right so and it's it's creating further mel- mental illness and in our country there is nothing combating that right at all nothing not anywhere and near enough anyway I feel like if the left edge of the right in our country <laughs> would focus a hell of a lot more, if they took all of that effort trying to ban an inanimate object, if they took all that effort and shifted it into a mental health campaign or something like that, then maybe we'd have a better chance of actually knocking the number down. They can't do that, though, because then their taxes might go up. Of course. <laughs> we can't have that. Why would we pay for a better society? capitalism teaches us somebody else will pay for it (laughs) right something like that capitalism Uh, teaches us that the market will sort itself out the invisible hand will fix everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) mental health uh system will just trickle down from the sky it'll it'll magically appear that's p that's That's not not the mental (laughs) health system that is what that is you know i find that Everybody's talking about, oh, less guns on the street will equal less gun deaths. No. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, well, yeah, because there, there are going well, to be less guns in circulation. But that's the that's the same type of thing as when these exact same people. Right. That's a tautology. We're bagging. It's the same thing as these people bagging on Trump for saying, well, if we stop the testing, we won't get so many bad test results. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a tautology. Okay. Right. Let's uh, it's, you know, everything that that the the left edge has been bitching about for four years. Now they're doing in a different capacity and we're not getting any closer to any any real solutions. We're still just posturing from the looks of things sometimes worse and sometimes worse. Indeed. I mean, you got what is it? I I read a, a statistic the other day that Sweden is one of the countries in the world that uh, is like the top one of the top ten for like the most lax gun laws i read that uh until 2010 they actually issued guns Mm -hmm. to every able male yeah because everybody had to do like two years in their army or something as as like a rite of passage right something like that they issued them you were issued a firearm everybody in sweden got a gun right everybody but all the ammo and they rate right well and (laughs) they you know and they rate among the highest in quality of life in the world According to that statistic, anyway, I didn't I didn't search it down too far and see how editorial it was. Sure, but I mean, it's not the guns, guys. <laughs> it's not the guns. It's the people. We need to fix the people. Right. And another thing that you brought up, I'm glad you brought it up. Education. This is no different from a dis- uh, uh, along the lines of the point I'm about to make. This is categorically no different than people hating on trans people. And transphobia, right? This is just gun phobia. You don't have the need or want to educate yourself on this thing. So by design, you hate it because you don't know anything about it. Yes, there are people that are irresponsible with their guns. But if you go to a shooting range, every single time I've gone to a shooting range that has the three-second rule. Have you ever been to an indoor shooting range? No, I have not. Okay, they have a three-second rule. You must leave three full seconds between each round. There okay. is no rapid fire, double tap shooting. Okay. Right? 
because it's considered unsafe sure. in a less than professional setting. Sure. You know, recoil and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Never. I, I, I've been to, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 shooting ranges every single time. I've seen somebody do that double tap. There is at least a person on each side of that of that shooter tapping him on the shoulder between rounds and going, hey, you can't do that. Right. Yo, <laughs> let's keep this safe. You get one warning and otherwise right. you're out. <laughs> and these are the people. These aren't the owners. Right. The owners didn't even come in yet. It's just the other shooters. Right. The other gun, you know, the other gun owners. So, yes, there are irresponsible gun owners. Right. But there's also quite a few very responsible gun owners. You know, and, and I feel like a lot of the the issue here is education. The AR-15 looks scary, right? But it's it's just a rifle. Yeah. That's it. It looks scary because you see commandos carrying them in the in <laughs> the battle movies, the war movies. You know what I'm saying? Except the, they aren't even carrying those. They're carrying something else that has full automatic capability right. and will, you know, take the banana clip. And, yep, you know, exactly. And, and is also usually like a, you know, higher caliber round. Although yeah, I don't this, know. I think I'm not sure what the military is using these days. I think they might be using the 5.56. Five, I don't um, know. You're beyond my uh, <laughs> beyond my purview there, but but ultimately what we're talking about is that in in those movies or in the real military they are carrying a weapon that is a weapon that is designed for tactical use. Yeah, that is a fully automatic weapon, right? Or one that does burst fire, right? Something like that. Right. It is designed for war. Yes, and <laughs> and and that a lot of the new modern rifles use that same tactical aesthetic even if they're not equipped to do burst fire or (laughs) you want it to look cool sure sure but that's all it is right is that these (laughs) things that are supposedly assault weapons are you know semi-automatic rifles that have you know a a matte black finish and Mm -hmm. you know a pistol grip yeah, but see, and that's the thing is, there's such a there's there's a lack of education. Yes, you can seek out education on your own, but there's no there's no like general public education as far as I can think of in terms of firearm usage. I was uh, I was raised in a home where you know I was allowed to be in martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. But my parents would not, under any circumstances, let me even have a BB gun, right? on the premises at all right so i learned to be a ninja turtle i got to learn to use swords and sigh and nunchucks and stabs i'm killer with melee weapons but i was 22 and our old bass player handed me his handgun for the first time it wasn't even loaded Uh there wasn't even a round in the chamber in the magazine nothing and my hand was shaking (laughs) because i i didn't know anything about it right Am I going to accidentally put a hole in, <laughs> in your head right. or this house? Right. Or, like, if I drop this thing, are we all going to die? <laughs> I didn't know. But after, you know, after going through my training, right, getting my license, learning, you know, and, and it didn't take that long to learn. I think the course was less than eight hours, including shooting time. Right. If you, if you spend the time educating the population, we don't have this issue. Because everybody looks at it and goes, oh, hey, maybe this isn't a gun problem. Maybe this is a people problem. I mean, hell, for the longest time, firearms training was happening in schools. Here? In the United States, yes. Until when like, did that happen? Uh, up until like the 50s or 60s or something. Wow. Yeah, it was... It was... Oh, okay, so like y- your high school days. 
<laughs> ah, got him. <laughs> but really? No joke? Yeah, no joke. That actually that was, was a thing? That was something that was actually a thing up until, you know, up until, like, a school shooting happened or something like that. And, and then, In case you didn't know, guys, I kind of count on Cell to be the history buff. <laughs> He's full of, of useless facts useless that happen to come up when we come up about. with things like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. For, yeah, for the longest time, uh, firearms training was part of schooling. And then uh, – and I think it was – I think it was especially during uh, – the World War Two years was the thing that it was popping off because they basically needed somebody to be combat ready as soon as they graduated <laughs> so that they could right. go, you know, go fight the Nazis draft immediately. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Here we go. Um, so so there was there was definitely a, a bit of of uh, external, you know, international pressure that created sure. that situation um, that as soon as that's that pressure subsided some and then an incident occurred, you know, it was it was you know done away with right but uh but up until that point yeah for a, for a long time you could get firearms trainings in, sc- in school yeah Mandatory. I, I mean and and certainly not for the purpose of of reinstituting the draft i think it's you know we we don't need to be just what are we fighting for at this point anyway uh we're we don't at, at this point we oil are still <laughs> at this point we are not worried about terrorism anymore now we're worried about the commies again delightful <laughs> we're, uh, we're, but we're, either way we're like, marching our way back to the cold war oh awesome so i mean e- definitely not for any sort of drafting purposes but for general education if if one of our amendment um, if I'll try that again <laughs> if one of our amendments is the right to bear arms we should be educating our population on what that means, what that looks like, and, you know, just kind of removing the stigma with – or replacing the stigma with knowledge, right? Because that does nothing if not make us better as a people. Sure. Like right, wrong, or indifferent, it makes for more educated choices. Right. And if we have more education, we can have better discussions than just saying – Oh well, your penis is small, so you want an AR-15. <laughs> like what? Okay, bitch. I mean, yeah, cool dig and funny meme, but that's not getting us anywhere. What time we got? Uh, we are looking at forty-nine minutes. Woo! I feel like most of it is usable too. You got anything else? Uh, I don't know if we'll end up keeping this, but I just wanted to throw it at you just to uh, create some some uh, contrast. Um, we have at this point uh, used numerous times the left wing of the right wing or the left edge of the right left wing edge. or centrism or whatever. Um, I have this quote, under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. That is a quote from Karl Marx. If you go far enough left, you get your guns back. Here we go. <laughs> if you go far enough left, you get your guns back. Careful, guys. He just brought the communism to Deviants. Welcome. Now the commies have infiltrated our podcast. <laughs> I'd just like you to be aware. This is what's going on. I don't know how much longer this podcast is going to be around. All right. Well. Thank you so much for checking us out today. This has been Deviants Welcome. You can check out more episodes and get access to the latest everything on our website, volatilepatience.com. Sign up for the mailing list and tell us what kind of topics you'd like to hear. Check out the Sock Meds, if that's your thing, facebook.com slash volatilepatientsmusic. 
at V-O-L-A-T-Y-L-P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E. Volatile Patience with a weird spelling on Twitter because they didn't give us enough characters. Thank you, Twitter. And at Volatile underscore Patience spelled normally on the IG because they did give us enough characters. Thank you, Instagram. And while you're at it, go to our brand new Deviants Welcome Facebook group where you can join in the discussion. We will be posting the episode clip there. And we can, you can ask us questions, you can comment on the episode, we can continue the discussion in any way you like there. So, that is Deviant's Welcome Facebook group. Give us a search and uh, join up now. While you're at it, give us a review on Apple and let's quit with the dumbass arguments. Let's, let's talk about this issue instead of just doing the shell game. Because the more we do that the better chance we have of actually getting shit done. And with that, we'll see you next week. Say bye to the people, Sal. Bye to the people.